Hey, do you know what? Do you know what? I, I figured out that given our uh, method of recording and uploading, that this will actually be our pre-Christmas episode. It will be oh. going live, L-I-V-E, on... Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why I spelled that. Uh, it's good to t- know that you weren't spelling it L-O-V-E or L-I-F-E or any of the other close words that come up when you autocorrect on a mobile phone. Maybe M-A-Y-B-E, we, W-E, could... Uh, <laughs> it would be quite a slow episode. We could spell every word just for the sake of fantastic clarity. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlife. When there's a chance that uh, the doorbell will ring while we're recording and I'll have to, because, oh, you know, the have delivery... You got a package? What? Is it DPD? Oh. Is it DHL? I don't... Uh, the br- What are the brown... UPS? There we go, the ones in the brown van. Is it the Royal Mail? I don't know. The Royal Mail was this morning, but the next package is something that Lil ordered. So I don't know who the deliverers are. Anyway, so we're recording in the run-up to Christmas, uh, which means that it's the middle of December in 2020, and it's been the end of a curious year. <laughs> um, but we're also now just in the teeth of um, Brexit negotiations. Mm. Um, and uh, Boris Johnson sat down and had his dinner with Ursula von der Leyen. Um, I don't think it went well. It looks like we're going to have a no deal, all of that sort of stuff. And I don't, I'm not planning on getting mired down in Brexit. But it made me start to think about legacy, because this is a job that he has wanted forever. And he got it. And then a global pandemic happened. And the idea of being able to have your cake and eat it disappeared in relationship to Brexit. And I find myself, and I think many people find themselves reflecting that this is somebody who, when he was voted in, looked like he had this huge populist wave behind him. But he's now, you know, um, people in his own party are saying he is not a two-term prime minister. So it left me thinking about that idea of legacy. What do we... What do we want to leave behind? Oh, I just so I love the. Um, I'm reminded of that thing about when you go to the beach. The only thing you should leave behind is your footprints. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that a th- is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Mean? It is. It is absolutely. Yeah. And um, I've actually got a will. I have a will well done. And um, thank you. One of the things in my will is about where my data goes. And by data, I mean hard drives loaded with. I mean a lot massive files project files from oh wow 30 odd years of 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 making art and yeah. um well not quite yeah yeah more or less and uh i've actually uh what is it what is the word bequeath is that yeah the word? bequeath bequeath is indeed the word i've bequeathed my um these hard drives to um a friend who lives in australia his name's his name's david corbett David, I know Corbatron. You do? And, well, uh, I don't know him. I've never met him, but I follow him on Instagram and we always like each other's pictures. That's right. And what, what more could you want in a relationship? Pretty much as, as close as I need to be to anyone. I've uh, developed this little sort of neck twitch while we're recording, which is when, I'm, when you say something which I think is funny, I have to turn my, <laughs> turn my head away from the mic in order to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that.
<laughs> Just let it out. Let it out. I'm very laugh. I'm very laugh retentive, which may come as some kind of surprise to people. Given how many times people hear this. <laughs> I just heard it the other day. I was just like, oh my God, all that guy's doing in the background is like, go. I try, I try quite, I do try quite hard to smooth them out, but some of them just make me giggle, so I leave them in. (laughs) Guess I, I quite like them. They uh, sound so The the pop filter I'm using is clearly just, I need something a little bit more um, heavy duty. (laughs) A laugh filter. Yeah. So uh, I lost my track. Yeah, so uh, I lost my track. You're bequeathing uh, David Cobb at your um, digital archive. Hard drives. Hard drives. I mean, he's going to, he doesn't, he actually doesn't know this, but I've got. uh, (laughs) Now I do. (laughs) That that seems like a cruelty. Can I just say? He doesn't know it, but. (laughs) Do you know that Marie Kondo thing when he's really clear (laughs) that you just must not just start loading your stuff off on other people? It's basically the worst that you can do. Like, you know, know, your uh, your friends, hey, would you like this? (laughs) I have a feeling that there'll be a point if if he if he uh, if you predecease him, I really hope there's a moment where he's standing there holding each hard drive going. Does this bring me joy? <laughs> do you, do you, I like you. I like you. There's one of them. <laughs> I no, no, it's funny because the idea that he's just standing there with two hard drives. One of the things I have is called a Synology, which is basically five hard drives, massive eight terabytes. So it's it's forty ter. It's a huge quantity of uh, data, which oh. is in this massive kind of. Um, disc holding thing and the idea that you could even hold it with one hand <laughs> it's going to cost half of my estate to send the fucking thing to Australia <laughs> that's an interesting thing to think about the ephemerality of your legacy you know data is both well it's it's hard and do you know do you know that concept of data rot no i don't yeah i don't i have to say i'm not too um I'm not too uh, well versed in it, but the idea that it says it on the tin, really, yeah. that uh, in time that d- data uh, has the potential to and and will change, that even though it's, uh, you know, we're dealing with a binary, what we think of as a very fixed thing. And that's not just about the mechanism on which it's stored changing, which, of course, it will decay, yeah. um, whatever that, that device is, but the data itself, as I understand it, let's, uh, we should duck, duck, go it. Oh yeah, totally. Duck, duck, go some data rot. That sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> what about the the material stuff that you leave behind? Because you and you and Lil are quite you you live quite lightly on the planet. I've always thought you're just a backpack. Not quite that lightly, but you, you know you 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 don't have an overabundance of stuff. I always imagine that you've got a one in one out policy. We don't have such a policy. It feels like you you are both non materialistic enough. Well, you know, I think it's the opposite. I think it's actually because I think we I actually think we're materialists in the sense that we I speak for myself. I don't want to speak for those. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, that I value the quality of materials and mm. the things I have enough to want to keep them. Meaning yeah. I'd much rather buy something or um, invest in something that's going to last and that I can look after and take care of and repair. Um, and so to me, that makes me, uh, that makes me a materialist in that, you know, in the sense of uh, being concerned for uh, uh, the materiality, the, the thingness of, of objects, which is different from being a consumerist. 
we've we've worried about materialism before haven't we together mm. we you know that that idea of the idea of not not mindlessly consuming um yeah. i mean the question is what do you imagine will happen to that extraordinary collection of um knickknacks what what will happen to all those things i suspect um whoever we leave the house to will hire somebody to take it all to landfill in a sense this does circle back in some right ways to to the idea of legacy because the sure. thing that you want to leave behind the thing that you think is of value is not necessarily the thing that people are going to be responding to we've joked that more people listen to this podcast than have read any of our academic writing it's not even Probably close combined. actually <laughs> I, I can't no i mean seriously it's not even close <laughs> i just think like for, for the first few days it was close <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry that just makes me laugh but that sense of the things that you put out into the world that you want... <laughs> I'm not even sure that this is true because we put things out into the world from an academic... Oh, we're, recording, a... we're recording my legacy as we speak, Lee Miller. When you say that this is your legacy, that's, it's not, that's not a joke. It's a, it's a true story, isn't it? Well, I don't know because, you know, it's only going to remain as long as we're paying for, um, you know, hosting and all that kind of thing. So it's... No, no, it's not. Because it, it lives beyond that, because people download it. You can save things. You know, people can save things. Oh, that's true. Oh, I do love that. It, it's a, it, we basically become, um, yeah, I think people should be investing now. I think this is, this is, this is the uh, heart of this particular story, is that people should be investing in this podcast immediately. <laughs> and because I always have that sort of sense of, I had this really cool T-shirt from the original Star Wars films. So 1977, if I still owned that T-shirt, if I'd kept it in mint condition, that would be worth a ton right now. So, so it's going to be the same with Midlife. Yeah, people keep, should download and keep these episodes, but download one them day, seven, eight, ten, fifteen times. Put them on your Synology. Send them to David Corbett in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, have have we just upgraded into a future curator <laughs> of our massive digital oeuvre? I don't even know if he listens to this. I know he's listened to one episode. Well, one's enough. I just hope he doesn't listen to any more, but then people start sending him. He just starts getting <laughs> these gets... episodes. Why, why am I getting all these hard drives delivered to me? This feels really odd. Uh, so we watched a uh, documentary last night about, it was something about like the man and his shoe or something like that. And it's about the Air Jordan, you know, about Michael Jordan, these shoes, the Air Jordan. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I guess it's it's a really very badly made documentary. I have to say, it was really disappointing. But uh, uh, way to sell it. <laughs> well, it's just it was just so uncritical, and just a lot of a lot of listening to marketing people tell us how good they are after the fact, right? You know, right. Uh, but there was also those collectors. You know, some some person who had like fourteen hundred pairs of. Um, no, sorry, 1,400 pairs of shoes. Correct, of Air Jordans, and he Fuck. had them in plastic containers, and he wore them all, which means that some pairs he didn't get to wear for like three or four years. He rotated them. They weren't oh, kept new. That, I mean, there is a, there, that is... Talk about legacy. I just think there's something really beautiful about investing in the practice of wearing something which so many people will just throw on unthinkingly. In a way, although the, when you first say, you know, 1,400 pairs of, of 
Nike, Nike it's a, Jordans. It's a Melda Marcos, it, isn't it, really? <laughs> well, it's, it does. It sounds like profligacy in its, its worst possible form. It sounds like rampant consumerism. But then when you think about the relationship that I'm guessing it's a he. Yes, he was a he. That, he still okay. is. He's alive. <laughs> that tickles Bob every time you say he's alive. Because she's like, I wonder if Irene knows her legacy is to have infected Simon with the idea that you have to let everybody know who's alive and who's dead, just in case they've forgotten. Yeah. But it was also the, you know, the, the, the sting in the tail of that particular documentary, as I imagine most, most people know, is that you know, people are being killed for their Air Jordans. And, yeah. Uh, and, but even the way that was played in this documentary kind of trivialized it because they, you know, there's, a, there's been quite a lot of, there've been court cases against Nike. Um, really? I didn't know that. So they've been held accountable for the, the, the nature of desire. Uh, <laughs> because they also create scarcity. So they create, in effect, create desire because of not producing enough shoes at but the beginning. that's not Nike that should, that's, 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 that's post-Fordist neoliberal economics, isn't it? That's, that's how we work They're doing now. what they do. Yeah, exactly. That's They're doing what like, any company would be expected to do. That's like being angry at a shark for swimming forward and eating things. You can't really get angry at a shark for doing that. Yeah, that is, a, that is an interesting argument. Uh yeah, because you because of the particular circumstances of a particular organisation, or in this yeah. case, corporation, doing yeah. what corporations do and what anyone would expect them to do, particularly their shareholders. Yeah, uh, you're saying, oh no, you can't do that because of the actions of certain people. And I yeah. mean, it is a you know that very old, and it's a quite a polarised idea of what we take responsibility for. I think we should totally be dismantling that kind of capitalist economy. I, I'm not I'm not in support of it, but that's not something that as an individual company is responsible for. That's something that we as a society need to move against. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. But but they are part of that society, <clears throat> so they are part slippery, of it as well. Slippery slope, but also because of well, what are the limits to uh, the uh, you know marketing advertising to children? Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, just I, changed my mind. I've 100 percent changed my mind. <laughs> Let's no, bring sanctions against everyone. No, I have. I, because I, just heard, I heard something this week. Someone uh, I read something with uh, someone. It was James O'Brien, who's I don't know. He's James O'Brien, someone you would know. He speaks on. He's got a radio show or something like that. Right. Anyway, he said, um, "What's the point in having a mind if you never change it?" Oh, oh my God! I love that. That's great, eh? That is so lovely. I um so this I'm is glad like a, we, we got to hear you change your mind live. Yeah, well, not live. We, actually, the twenty third of December. This is t- <laughs> this is total Marty McFly stuff, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, but we're in the future. We're about, in the future, you, right? Oh, now. don't you know? How I feel we are. About back to we the are future. in the future. It creeps we, me out. It freaks. Stop it! It really bothers me. It really it's bothers me. Not only are we in the future, it's a Wednesday today. Anyway, our post bag, there's been... Right. I, there's Exponential been, post bag, thank you. There's been fulsome praise, which I was grateful for. I yeah, mean, but wait, was, wait, wait, wait. That fulsome praise one... Was aimed at you, I know. It says, just wanted to let you know that Craig enjoys Simon's voice more. I like how you're reading that. I like how you just I've didn't got try it here. to remember it. You went straight. <laughs> I am going to read this so everybody Great knows. Great podcast. Somebody... I feel obligated to give you praise. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the legacy thing, it's, mm. uh, it is so, it is, I do find it fascinating because I'm, I think I've changed my mind on the whole um, synology to David Corbett in Melbourne because um, 
I think those things should be wiped and used as however anyone would want them to be used. So you end up bequeathing the object, not the content. Correct. I yeah. mean, I think I think it would depend on the order in which we die. Yeah. Um, and also how old we are, because I'm not sure I'd be bothered wiping them. So they would be getting the, whoever picks up the Synology, which of course by that time is going to be pretty dated, but pretty dated bit of hardware. And uh, they would, um, they might, it might be possible. I expect it would be possible to access most, if not all, of the data, and uh, they can do whatever they want with it. There'll be a few surprises in there, I reckon. Yeah. How do you want to be remembered? I mean, that is. <laughs> because you know that's. I've that's never sort been of asked really... that question, and I so love that you've just asked it so directly because that really is what you were asking me at the beginning. Well, yeah, and that's that's yeah. I mean, I I enjoy the I really enjoy the meandering around objects because I'm I'm sitting surrounded by more books than it's possible for a human being to read in not maybe in a lifetime, but certainly I'm going to need to really commit to it in retirement. I, I'm I'm touching a book that my grandma gave me when I was seven. Mm. Uh, so there's there's bits um, I've now just moved on to uh, the first book I bought Bob I've got my finger on that so you ah. know there's, there's there's things here that are that are deeply important as as kind of as, as totems yeah. but I also know that they're not you know they're, they're valueless to anybody else which is why they're in my house and not somebody else's <laughs> whilst that kind of idea of materiality is fascinating I, I am interested in the fact that and it is it is coming at this from from where we are in the kind of the political news cycle and thinking about how will this particular prime minister be remembered in perpetuity. And I, I don't think it will be well, whatever side of the fence you sit on. I, I don't think it will be well with the, you know, the thousands of, of coronavirus deaths, the, you know, the, the, the misinformation, the, the malinformation that their government put forward. I should say our government, because actually, you know, they are supposed to be representing us. Not my president. like... Well, that's what it feels like, doesn't it? But that sense that the malinformation that was used both to get him into power but also to continue to to divide and conquer an already divided nation just makes my heart sink But in the present, but then wondering how this will be read 50 years hence. So parking all of that, which I is too big for my tiny brain to hold, how do you want to be remembered? Wow. So I actually find the question quite moving in a way. I, I um, and I'm not at all really prepared to answer it. I I wish I could say something funny. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. It's not a. It's um. I, it's not. But it's not a joke, is it? It's I mean, not. It's, a, it's really. It's not, not a, something that you can just. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could, given you know, if we edit out all the dead air. Yeah. We sure. Could, sure. We sure. could probably get to the giggles, but I I do find myself going, okay. So because we're both child free. There is the sense that there is nobody immediate who will be holding us in their heart. So, and I, I think this is really important because I, I, I'm really comfortable with that idea. Um, and I think if I were to try and answer the question as directly as possible, I would say that I would be remembered by a few people um, as someone who lived lightly on the planet. And I, and I, I think. And I, you can the word lightly you could uh, interpret it in many different ways, uh, and and the thing I the one where I think I would I will spend the last of my years, whether it's thirty or forty or twenty or ten, um, which is uh, uh, respectfully like how is it that I might live 
and be remembered as someone who respected others. And we've touched on these these subjects before in different ways. But And so this has nothing to do with my Synology or my hard drives or the things I made as an artist or th- those things. I They are not important to me at all. I'm very, very comfortable with the idea that they'll be gone. Because, in effect, it just depends on the timescale you're thinking, right? Yeah. You know, 20 years, right? There might be people I taught or people that they'd seen something I made. Where they go, you remember that work by that guy? What was his name again? But so, but then if it's 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, come on. And so, yeah. and so really, uh, really, I'm really comfortable, really comfortable with the idea that effectively a legacy is a very finite thing. It's very, very close to a very small group of people for a very limited time. And that's very different from what you're talking about in relation to old Bojo. Yeah, yeah. And that the people who will be remembered are probably not the people who should be remembered. Well, ain't that history? Yeah. I know I I know I bang on about my dad loads. And I think it's probably because he's, you know, he's in the twilight of his years. But um my cousin died in her mid thirties of ovarian cancer. Um she had just oh. had a baby. So she had her first child in her early 20s and her second child in her mid-30s. So there was like, you know, like a 13, 14-year age gap between the two children. She just, you know, she got married, mm. had a baby, gone back to work, got carried away with her, um, with her career, really enjoyed it. Then sort of w- with her husband went, ooh, Maybe maybe we would like another uh, another kid, and so she had a, a, a second daughter, um, and she just missed all of the signs of ovarian cancer uh, for being tired, a tired new mum. So it, it was by the time it was diagnosed, she had weeks left to live, and we went to her funeral, and it was absolutely heaving it was standing room only. It, there were people out the back of mm. the uh, the chapel. Um, like look craning in through the doors. It was, um, it was like a Coldplay concert, basically. Yeah, I can't even. I can't do that. No, sorry. No, that's okay, I, but I can't do that. That's it's. Yeah, too. It was just. It's too. It was. It's. It was too sad. Oh. It was too sad because this is a you know a woman younger than us. Thirty five. Is it what you said? I think she was 36, uh, mid-30s, oh. and it was just, it was heaving. So this was my dad's, my dad's niece, my dad's sister's daughter, and my dad turned to me and said, this is, this is just not what you want. You want it to be just you and a priest who doesn't really know you. You in a box and a priest going, well, don't really know who this person is, never met him, you know, maybe people thought nicely about him, don't know. He said, you'd never want there to be this many people at your funeral. My dad is a really emotionally available but not um <laughs> sentimental man he doesn't <laughs> he great doesn't mix. Do, what a great mix yeah yeah he's <laughs> he has since i was a child he has always told me and still tells me he loves me and unproblematically comes out of his mouth oh, doesn't so you know that sense of wanting to have nobody left behind i think speaks to the kind of legacy that he wants and so do you Which think is, he's? Do you think he's? I have too many things to say here, but do do you think he means that he's? It's not because he's outlived other people. It's more like there's. Oh, I don't even know how to say it, but it, it, that there's something about him being um, 
like people don't have to worry about him. His like sort of lack of sentiment, sentimentality, or that there's nothing to worry about here because the funerals of young young people are always just terribly terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah, he, that's what he means when he doesn't want a good turnout. Yeah, you know. But I don't, you know, he's. I don't think it's that he wants to live deliberately outlive everybody else <laughs> as a, he wants as to be the last, of, last man standing yeah i don't think it's quite that he wants to do it as an act of spite but i think there is something in there about about the idea of of not really holding on to the idea that let's say many people left sure because i don't think he was giving me a tacit um uh, don't come to my permit, funeral yeah i don't think he's giving me permission to not turn up <laughs> hey um I want to uh, I want to apologize uh, because I think um it's so it's so interesting the sort of performance of this of these conversations um and I think that will settle in time but I um yeah I want to apologize because I think you know I I know there must be I've I've learned I guess that there are times when um dropping Coldplay into a conversation is not funny <laughs> and <laughs> I mean I'm I mean I'm making a joke of it now but I'm really deadly serious that uh, I think that was um yeah, it was disrespectful, which is only a few minutes after saying how much I wanted to spend the last years of my life uh, being more respectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, but I'm dead I serious. Think, I'm dead serious. No, I, well, thanks, but I think I think the uh, I think we okay. I think when we're talking about death, and I think when we're talking about the death of people who are young, I think there is a sense of anxiety that spirals up, and you. Probably above all the people that I know, when you encounter something that makes you uncomfortable, your mechanism is to bat it away with usually poorly timed humour. <laughs> oh, I can't believe, I can't believe it. Oh, it's so, I mean, it hurts so much to hear you say that. It's so true that I just, oh... Oh, but I mean, didn't pay me? <laughs> well, I mean, what I don't, <laughs> what I don't want to do is double down on your pain. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not feeling that. But I'm. But it's it's it pains no, me because I've got it's true, right? Well, because I've got another. Ah, oh, you see, I've got another story that <clears throat> I I think will be one of those real total buzz kills. Um, <laughs> that is about you that we've never. You know. Okay, this actually goes to a question from one of our listeners. Mm. I'm not sure if we're ready to go there, Simon. Do you want to try it? Yeah, I mean, it might it's... it might mean that um, that this is a two parter. 